0: The My name is Victor, and welcome back to Bringing Grace to the Nation's Podcast. I am so excited for this episode for many reasons, one of which you may hear a difference in sound quality. I am borrowing a microphone uh, from the Summit Church. We're planning a podcast, and so I'm super excited to be testing out this microphone. It is really nice, and it might make my voice sound more bearable, but we will see. That is the hope, at least. Guys, I missed last week mainly because I was in Washington, D.C., D.C. I had the amazing opportunity to visit our nation's capital and go to the Lincoln Memorial, Washington Monument, all the museums, and it was just a blast. It was a good getaway that I needed to take a little mini vacation for a weekend, and so unfortunately, there was no podcast last week, but don't worry. I have not died. Like I said a few weeks ago, I'm going to be taking some more weeks off over the summer just to kind of uh, rest from podcasting. And uh, don't worry, in the fall, we're going to get back at it. But today, we're going to be talking about something really fun, something that has probably been on your radar if you're at least in the slightest bit familiar with the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, we're going to be talking about it today. If you guys don't know, if you're listening to the podcast uh, this weekend on Saturday, the Southern Baptist Convention just ended. And I'm actually recording this on Tuesday, so the Southern Baptist Convention just started. But if you guys aren't familiar with things that go on at the Southern Baptist Convention, or if you're not familiar with the Southern Baptist Convention at all, but you go to a Southern Baptist church, I really want to encourage you to go and look into what happens at these annual meetings. I think they would be really beneficial for you to look at and go to maybe if you have the opportunity and especially live stream if you can. I think that is just something that we need to do as Southern Baptist uh, members and attendees. And I think that's just being faithful to where the Lord has placed us. And so I want to encourage you go check that out. It is awesome. It really is. It will encourage your soul. And uh, I had the amazing opportunity to go last year, and I'm going to be going again next year. Uh, and this year I just didn't have the opportunity to go, but it's in Birmingham, Alabama, which is amazing. J.D. Greer is the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, and as you know, maybe he has uh, he has elected or he has put into place the most diverse group on the council or the the uh, committee of the Southern Baptist Convention history, uh, women and people of uh, color. And so that is just amazing. Um, and to have it hosted in Birmingham, Alabama, I think is just Uh, kind of of even more symbolic, and so if you guys have the opportunity, please go check that out. A huge topic of discussion is the sexual abuse and racial reconciliation, and so I really want to encourage you to check that out. That is not what we're talking about today, although we will be talking slightly about the Southern Baptist Convention. It does not have to do with the actual meeting. So, we are going to be talking about something that has happened recently in a church of a pastor who you may be familiar with, McLean Bible Church. It is uh, pastored by Dr. David Platt. He is... Just an amazing human being, someone who has such a heart for the gospel, someone who has such a passion to see lost people saved, and I look up to him a lot. He's visited Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary many times, and I've just had the great pleasure of being able to meet him multiple times and hang out and have him speak into my life, and I look up to this man I look up to him quite a lot, and if you if if you know anything about what's been happening recently, there has been some more controversial things that have popped up. Nothing that would disqualify him from ministry, obviously, but there is a lot of difficult things that have just happened or choices that he made that has been very controversial within the Christian community. Now I want to enter into this podcast saying that I am not trying to push a political agenda. I I am not leaning Republican or Democrats, and that is not something that I will be discussing in this uh, podcast. But it will just naturally come up because it's going to be political in nature. Uh, If you guys are whatever like You have to be a little bit aware That our president of the United States is Donald Trump And whether you love him or hate him You have to acknowledge the fact That this is a very divided time In America culture Now a lot of people will say that Donald Trump has divided America And I would push back on that And say no I think America has been Divided far before Donald Trump Came to the picture And whether or not you think he is The problem in the division of America I think you would be a little bit wrong there but i do think he has aided to the issues and to the division that we have as a country just with the way that he is and recently uh he unexpectedly arrived showed up to mclean bible church after one of their sunday services and asked david platt To pray for him. And so what David Platt did is under short notice. Maybe about two minutes notice with the president. Hey the president of the United States is going to be showing up. He uh, took that and decided to take Donald Trump onto the stage. And to pray for him. Now David Platt's prayer for the president. Whether you agree with his decision or not. It was amazing. Um, It was it was absolutely amazing. And uh, I'm gonna try and pull up the I'm gonna try and pull up the manuscript of his prayer. I'm trying to pull it up really quick. But it, I I think I think it's extremely biblical. Um I'm typing in, I should have been prepared for this. Uh, okay. Here we go. I think this is it. Okay, well, this is not it. But basically what David Platt did was an evangelical prayer for Donald Trump. He essentially asked God to grant him wisdom and grant him faith that Donald Trump would realize the truths that are in Scripture and that essentially he would come to know Christ. I think that was uh, that was a very huge thing. The prayer was not politically endorsing whatsoever. And so... I really think that uh, that was an amazing thing. So I have the manuscript right here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it for you. David Platt in his prayer says, Oh God, we praise you as the one universal king over all. You are our leader and our Lord and we worship you. There is one God and one Savior and it's you and your name is Jesus and we exalt you, Jesus. We know that we need your mercy, we need your grace, we need your help, we need your wisdom in our country and so we stand right now on behalf of our president and we pray for your grace and your mercy and your wisdom upon him. God, we pray that he would know how much you love him so that you, uh, that you, so much that you sent Jesus to die for his sins. Calm down, limited atonement, guys. Okay. So we pray that he would look to you that he would trust in you, that he would lean on you, that he would govern and make decisions in ways that are good for justice and good for righteousness and good for equity, every good path. Lord, we pray that you would give him all the grace he needs to govern in ways that we saw in 1 Timothy 2 that lead to be peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. God, we pray for your blessing and that way upon his family, we pray that you would give them strength. We pray that you would give them clarity, wisdom, wisdom to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and fools despise wisdom. Please, O oh God, give him wisdom and help him lead our country alongside other leaders. We pray for Congress. We pray for the leaders in our courts. We pray for the leaders in national and state levels. Please, O oh God, help us look to you Help us trust in your word. Help us seek your wisdom and live in ways that reflect your love and your grace and your righteousness and your justice. We pray for your blessings on our president toward that end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you listened to that prayer, you can, tell, like you can see the evangelistic end of that prayer. David Platt is clearly praying that Donald Trump would be saved in front of his church. And regardless of if you support Donald Trump or you absolutely cannot stand him, you no no true Bible believing Christian can look at that prayer and say, "How dare David Platt pray that for the for the president?" Um, and and that's just that's just something that we have to come to terms with. Uh, and I think I think. There's a lot of division politically, and and we see this division when we allow our political agenda or our political ideologies kind of take take over or take take a higher command in our lives over the Bible and over praying for our leaders. It is clear in Scripture, whether you like it or not, that we are to pray and we are to care for the leaders that God has put in place. That is just a straightforward thing. And so for us to neglect to pray for our leaders, whether it be a Democrat or a Republican, we are we are essentially sinning. We are telling God, no, I don't need to pray for this person because I don't like him. How dare our personal preferences over uh, who we like or who we don't like take presence over some or take precedent over our, someone's salvation? Our personal preferences of who we like or not should not dictate whether or not we desire to see them come to know the Lord. And if that's the case for you, then I want to, I want to say that that you are in some serious sin and need to repent immediately. And so, uh, all that being said, that is just for praying for the president. The issue isn't praying for the president, from what I've been able to tell on Twitter and on online and things like that. the The issue that people have is that David Platt chose to bring him up on stage and pray for him uh, as a part of the Sunday gathering. There have been a lot of critics that say, hey, maybe instead of bringing him on stage, maybe you should have just taken him in the back, gathered the elders, and prayed for him backstage. Or maybe you should have just, you know, gathered a few people at the end of the sermon or made it optional at the end of the sermon to come up and pray for our president. And so people have some pretty pretty good critiques there, I'm not going to lie. Uh, however, I don't think David Platt's course of action is in any way a sin. In fact, I think it was good for his congregation to see that David Platt is willing to pray for a president that he may not endorse. In fact, I don't think David Platt endorses Donald Trump. Um, And so I think that's a good example for the church to see, uh, a good example for people who would normally not care to, to pray for any political leader that's in office. And so I think David Platt, in doing so, made a very wise decision, especially upon short notice. Um, and so, of course, people have been tweeting and hating on David Platt and all these things. But I am I am glad to see a Christian leader within the Southern Baptist Convention take take a stand, not apologize for what he did, and give clear biblical convictions for the reason why he chose the course of action that he did. And so. There has been a lot of confusion, and so what David Platt did was soon after that event, he wrote quite a long article that can be found on uh, his church's website, McLean, uh, mcleanbible.org, and where he just kind of discusses a lot of the things that happened. He give a he gives a timeline. And I mean, he basically says he had like a matter of minutes. And if you're serving in any pastoral role, you would know that you could get a call. Hey, next week, the president's going to come by and would like you to pray for him and still feel like a week is not enough time. I couldn't imagine only having minutes to decide what to do. And so David Platt posted this article where he gives some clarifications. He does not apologize in this article. He does not. Uh, take back what he did he doesn't repent because he doesn't because he didn't do anything wrong this is just simply an explanation article Uh, and the last two paragraphs is where i kind of wanted to sit in on david platt says this i wanted to share all of this with you in part because i know that some within our church for a variety of valid reasons are hurt that i made this decision this weighs heavy on my heart i love every member of this church And I only want to lead us with God's word in a way that transcends political party and position, heals the hurt of racial division and injustice, and honors every man and woman made in the image of God. So while I am thankful that we had the opportunity to obey 1 Timothy 2 in a unique way today, I do not want to purposely ever do anything to undermine the unity that we have in Christ. In the end, would you pray with me for gospel seeds that have been sown today to bear fruit in our president's heart? Would you also pray with me that God will help us to guard the gospel in every way as we spread the gospel everywhere? And finally that all of us will face all of us will face tough decisions this week where we won't have a lot of time to deliberate on what to do. I'm praying now for grace and wisdom for all of us to do exactly what we talked about in the word today. Aim for God's glory. Align with God's purpose and yield to God's sovereignty. I think that I think those two paragraphs tell us a lot about David Platt's heart. One that he stands firmly by uh, unity that we have in Christ and in the decision that he made. Uh, he stands by what he did, and he gives a biblical he gives a biblical example. First Timothy two, the first six verses, I believe, is what he taught on that day where it talks about praying for the kings and for the leaders that have been uh, placed over us. And so uh, what an amazing opportunity to do that and obey the scriptures. Um, David Platt, and then goes on to specify that he would never want to do anything that disrupts the unity that that we have in Christ, um, but that doesn't mean that what he did was wrong. And then he goes on to say that, and ask for his church to pray for the president alongside of him asking his church to pray for the gospel seeds that have been planted in his heart hopefully that they wouldn't uh, that they wouldn't dry out but that they would flourish that they would grow and that we would have wisdom and tough decisions that we have throughout the week And so um, me personally I stand by what David Platt did. I think it was biblical I think it was good. Now, if David Platt opted to not pray for the president on stage, I would probably be saying the same exact things. I would stand by him, and I think, it, and I would say that it's good. I don't think there's a right or wrong in this situation, and I think David Platt could have handled it correctly multiple different ways. And so, I think we need to stop the bad mouthing. I think we need to stop the, the subtweeting and the hateful words. There are many, um, there are many people and pastors and church leaders who have said things that need to repent, including Liberty's president, um, Liberty's president. I don't even know his name cause I could care less, um, tweeted out something that was, that was embarrassing for the Christian community. And, uh, he, he has no business in the position that he's in and he has no business in the authority that he has. He's not a pastor. He's not a minister. And, uh, I don't want to get too bitter here, but he has no business uh, speaking into this issue whatsoever. He basically said the tweet has been deleted since, but you can go find it. It's all over the Internet. He basically said not to be crude, but David Platt needs to grow a pair. And uh, for a person who proclaims Christ to say that about another brother and a decision that he made, a biblical decision that he made, is an embarrassment to the Christian community. And I, I've I've never liked Liberty. I think I, I've always think there's a very a very surface level school. I know a lot of great people that have come out of that school, but I think largely the people at that school view their president as like this god figure. Um, and there have been multiple articles written about this and i don't want to spend too too much time on this but that's a great example of what not to do and he has not since he has not since repented or Uh, done anything of the sorts and he deleted the tweet. So I I don't want to say it, but he should probably grow a pair too. uh, If he's because if he's going to stick by it, he should leave it on the internet, but whatever, you know, that's just what I'm saying. Uh, I would also recommend doctrine and devotion. They have a fantastic podcast revolving around this topic as well, where they have a a really good discussion about what David Platt's decision was and why it was wise. And uh, I think it would be very beneficial for you to go check out that podcast podcast as well I'll put it in the show notes for you and I think this is a great challenge for us Um, I think this is a great opportunity for us to sit back and kind of analyze our own hearts if you are a super conservative and you support Trump when Barack Obama was in office were you willing to pray for him were you willing to love him were you willing to uh, point him to Christ even if you may not have had the opportunity to do that would you have been willing to do that? And I think it's really easy for us now to say, of course. Yes, I would have prayed for him. But I if we're brutally honest with ourselves, I think I think a lot of us would say no. I, I don't think it would have been easy to pray for him. And if you are a Democrat and or or you're someone, even many Republicans who dislike Donald Trump for very Uh, for very valid reasons, for things that he said, things that he's done, who have hurt minority groups, who have hurt um, people trying to come into this country, who have, uh, what what he said has oppressed certain people groups, and and you've been hurt by that. Um, I think this is a really good opportunity for, for us to inspect our hearts there too. Are you willing to pray for someone who openly talks poorly about you, or who openly um, says things about you that may not be true or who openly does things that, that really hurt deep down or who openly sends families away. And, and, and are you willing to pray for that? Are you willing to pray for him that the Lord would save him? Uh, Joe Thorne gave a really good example. And uh, when Saddam Hussein got captured uh, many, many years ago, he talked about how he and his church took time out of the service and prayed for his salvation. Someone who not only hated and attacked our country, but hated and attacked Christians. Would you be willing to pray for Saddam Hussein's salvation? Would you be willing to pray for someone's salvation who openly hates you? And, I think we need to really check our heart because if we're honest, if you're listening to this in North America or Europe or Australia, then you may have never been really faced with what it's like to pray for someone who is actively trying to hurt you. You may not have ever been faced with that. But look at the early church. Look at the martyrs. These are people who were sought after and killed for what they believed And they were willing to pray for the salvation of those people. The early church was willing to serve in their communities where the people actively hated them and sought to kill them. And if we look at the examples that the early church has set and we see their willingness to love and pray for people who openly oppress them then how much more should we be willing to pray for someone whose opinion we disagree with or whose political stance may not line up with ours? So I want to challenge you this week. I want to challenge you to pray for people that you may not openly or like that you may not love or you may not like. It doesn't have to be the president. It It could be someone who bullies you at school. It could be that stepmom or stepdad that you really don't like. It could be your ex-wife or your ex-husband. It could be It could be, um, in the extreme case, someone who has done a crime against you or your family. Are you willing to pray for those people? Are you willing to pray for their salvation? And if so, this week, take that step of faith and pray. Pray that God would save them. Pray that God would have the same grace on them that he had on you. And ask God to give you opportunities to live out the gospel so that they can see what Christ has done in your life. This week, I want to challenge you with that. And so with all that being said, I would love to hear your stories. I would love for you to email me, Ministries at yahoo.com and let me know what's going on. How can I pray for you? In what ways can I pray for you and your endeavors to pray for those people who oppress you, who hurt you, who may openly belittle you? I want to join you in the fight. I want to join you in in your struggles. And so let me know. Email me, grace Ministries at yahoo.com. Hit up my website, grace-nation.com. You can find some super awesome material there. You can hit up the store and get yourself a hat or t-shirt. I have some awesome hats and t-shirts. And if you guys don't know, my boys over at Rejects, some of just some very talented hip hop artists have just dropped their album Mosaic. If you haven't listened to my last podcast, my last podcast actually has their intro track to the album on it. And so what I want to ask you guys to do is I'll leave the link in the show notes, shoot over to iTunes and get the album, whether you like hip hop or not, I'm going to tell you guys, their talent will blow you away. This was an in-house project. They recorded it in like a closet in an in-home studio. And it was edited and, and uh, mixed and mastered by my buddy Griffin, who has been on the podcast many times. And so go check out their stuff the album's 10 bucks drop 10 bucks help them out help them continue to make this awesome music and uh enjoy yourself some great hip-hop so I'll leave the I'll leave the the link to their stuff in the description so that you guys can go check it out and I'm gonna be doing a giveaway so if you listen this far into the podcast if you show me that you have purchased the album and you either email me a picture or you tag me on Instagram at Min, and you tag Rejects at Rejects, the, a picture of you purchasing that uh, album then I will send you a free hat or a free t-shirt your pick and so i'll be choosing a few winners if you guys could do that that would be super awesome help them out and you'll get a 25 dollars t-shirt in return so you're actually making money theoretically just saying so guys i say this every week literally i say it every week you are beautiful and you are one of a kind until next time take care and god bless